have I got a story for you. It's an Alaskan adventure with a cross-country skiing gangster that, oddly enough, started right down the road for me in an old-school dial-up internet chat room. Pre-POF, people. But first, like you're really her first, today's sponsor, Yo Mama. Yes, the lady that rose you from her womb, took care of you while you were sick, and also ran outside with a bowl in her hapless hands when that dumb bitch heard it was chilly out. Yes, Yo Mama is today's sponsor. Need a boomerang to get that belt around her? Is she still staring at the OJ carton because it said, concentrate? Minute Rice taking hours with her dumbass. Yes, Yo Mama figured out how to mail a letter with a stamp and became a sponsor because if it's one thing she's good at, it's licking. Sadly though, Yo Mama needs your help right now. She was so excited to become a sponsor, she jumped up and got stuck. <laughs> Best to get her fat ass down. SeaWorld's looking for her. No, 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 but, but, but seriously, we've all been there in this politically corporate correct world we're living in, wanting to spice up another boring business meeting with an off-the-cuff remark. And, and we're thinking, maybe a pop culture office reference of, that's what she said, will hit the right tone. Man... Throw the fucking mic down with a solid yo mama reply. Oh, our profits down. Just like yo mama's panties. <laughs> hmm, we need to think bigger picture, huh? Sort of like when the school used a drone to take your mama's yearbook photo? I agree. We are practicing outdated business techniques and they are keeping us in the past. Outdated and old, are we sharing stories about when your mama dated Jesus? <laughs> end any conversation the right way with the right type of woman who's used to finishing people off. Yo mama. Okay. Okay. That was all good natured fun. She's a great woman. Um, let's just get off your mama. Cause I know I just did. We are also brought to you by the getting to know you pod. Follow friend, listen, subscribe. We post pics and pods everywhere. Sort of like yo mama on free dating sites, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Google Music. Listen to the stories of people from all around the globe and feel connected to humanity during a time where it's hard to connect. Shit, man, it's been helping me. And uh, if you're listening, hopefully it's been helping you. And now, getting to know you. Hello. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. I'm going to do a terrific show today. Getting to like you. Getting to hope you. Because I'm good enough. Getting to know you, putting it my way, but nicely. I'm smart enough. You are precisely and doggone it. my cup of tea. On today's show, we are getting to know our first Alaskan guest, Jeff. Jeff, how's it going, man? Hey, man. It's going pretty good. Right. Um, so I had found out beforehand, we were chatting just for a minute. You, um, I'm in Delaware, as if anyone else listened probably knows. You actually went to school on the western part of Delaware for a year. That's a, what yeah. a crazy coincidence. Yeah, it is. It's a small world, huh? Yeah, I went to uh, Bridge, Bridgeville um, and uh, lived there for about a year. And uh, yeah, I was in the uh, FFA and uh, went to that. Rapa Scrapple Factory, you know, they have that uh, festival every year. Yeah. So 
Apple scra- Apple Scrapple, town. man. Fucking whole town shuts down. Like I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a really big yeah. actually closed yeah. school, I believe, because the school's ovens get like rented out. So the kids don't have school like the day oh, before wow. so that they can make all the uh, apple dumplings. <laughs> That's awesome. Or at you least know, they all, did. All one square mile of Bridgeville gets I, shut down. Jesus, man. You talk about <laughs> small towns. Like um it it's yeah, it's a fucking street. I believe one or is it one traffic light or two? Yeah, it may be one. Yeah. Like if I re- it's been a while since I've been there. Right? But yeah. Yeah, yeah, one traffic light, one guy I don't know. No. It's it's um the the best slogan in the world. Bridgeville is basically and you had all said you were from Baltimore. So Bridgeville is basically like the pit stop of when you hit Delaware from like DC, Baltimore or whatever. And their slogan is if you lived here you'd be home now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, it's like where where am I? Was it was it Wayne's World? They had oh, yes. they were like Delaware, Delaware, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bridge and Bridgeville is the where in Delaware. You're like, where the fuck? I guess we'll stop and get gas. You know, like might as well. Yeah, man. And then, so would you go to Alaska to grab that like five hundred dollar check that Alaskan citizens get every month or every year? Uh, I I didn't know about that actually, or maybe it, it wasn't on top of my mind, but. Uh, the the main reason I came up here was to visit uh, a friend, a uh, pen pal. Um, oh. And uh, so I came up to visit for like two weeks and I ended up staying here and we ended up kind of just starting a life together and I'm now married with kids. And no way. So that was so, like a- Dude, so 20. like a fucking, like, was it like a legit pen pal or was it this, or, or is yeah. that just your clever way of saying you were online dating? Um, it wasn't online. It was it's actually like before all that. So like, it's kind of weird. I have to like, people want to like, you know, assume that's what it was. But in that time, it was like 1999, 2000. Oh yeah, right. 2001. You know, so there wasn't really online dating, um, at least that I was aware of. But yeah, we were just friends and um, we did that uh, video chat thing. You know, they had those video chat rooms back in the day where you could kind of go in and everyone would sit there and talk and, you know, have a webcam and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I remember I, I was kind of geeking out on, you know, computer stuff back then. Well, it's uh, like cutting edge at that time, right? Like shit's just, you know, I mean, just new after new after new, um, experience, not just like software, but even the the internet itself expanding like crazy. Yeah. I wish I, I wish I would have been a little uh, smarter back then and kind of grabbed onto some of that. But hey, you know, you're in the middle of it. You don't know what what trends are going to be what. But uh, yeah, anyway, so it, we we had talked for like I don't know six months or something like that, and and uh, then uh, I you know she told me you know about Alaska and I thought it was cool and interesting and and uh, <clears throat> so I I went up saved up some money and, and then, uh, went up there one summer. It was, uh, in 2001. And then I just kind of realized, you know, I don't have a whole lot of opportunity back in Baltimore. It seems kind of like my friends were doing stuff that I wasn't really on the same page with and just kind of looking for, you know, my own way. So I was like, you know, I'm going to cancel this return ticket and stay up here and see what happens. <laughs> so Dude, I, I want to um, talk about this internet stuff for a little bit more because I hadn't gone down this road. Like I 
the memory I have of internet was the first friend who got it was always flipping out because it like almost charged by the minute on dial up. And he was like, dude, if we get on the internet and we didn't even know what the fuck we were going to do when we got on it, like there was this magical place we had never heard of. So we're like, wait, dude, we heard you got internet. We got to get on. And he was like, that shit costs like $3 a minute when we dial up. Um, so I'm kind of interested. I never got into those like house party type cam webcam rooms. Like what was, what was that about? What was that? Um, it, it, it was just like, a. I don't know how to describe it really. And it's been a while. So my memory's not that great on it. Uh, but it, it was just like a chat room, you know, it's like, like Facebook live, right. You know, where you get, there's a video of like, I don't know the news or something. And then people are on there commenting in real time. It, it was sort of like that, but you, you know, it was like a live chat room, but you could like share your video to the whole chat room or you could, um, do a one-on-one with people in the chat room. Gotcha. So um, was it like topical? Were you on like the young Republicans web chat and found it? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they, they had topics and stuff. I, I believe, um, it was all like generic, you know, kind of stuff. I, I, I had spent a lot of time, uh, on bulletin board systems, um, you know, where you have dial up, uh, BBS, uh, systems with, uh, you know, you have someone that has a computer and running software and then they can have one or more phone lines patched in and then users can dial in and then go in there on a message board. Um, They can play games, share files, you know, uh, discuss things. Um, And so I kind of started in that realm and then I was in IRC chat, which is a, or IRC, which is internet relay chat. Um, And just, you know, uh, spending time on the internet, learning about things and kind of talking to people you know, it was kind of like a little time killer for me. And, uh, somehow I, I stumbled onto this, I think it was called uh see you, see me. It's like the, the <laughs> that's program a great, as a host. Dude, yeah. That's a great name. See you, see me. God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, at, at one point I, I inherited my grandfather's, uh, VHS, VHS camcorder. Oh, and classic. God, that I, thing. I, I, I was able to patch that in because I had a, um, a, uh, an RF, like a, a video down converter card for it basically converted analog to digital for uh, video. Okay. And so I was able to plug that thing into it and get some really great, you know, picture on it. And, oh yeah. Cause uh, dude, the original yeah. webcams were like shit, weren't they? Weren't, wasn't everybody just yeah. a box and fucking lagging and the audio was yeah. all fucked up. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty, pretty crappy, but we thought it was good at the time. <laughs> no doubt, because you didn't know like it could be better, you know? Yeah. Man, see you, see me. And now everybody's losing their mind over house party and Zoom. And like, really, this shit's been going on for almost like 20, 25 years. 20 years. Yeah, exactly. Man. Yeah. So um, what was the uh, pickup line? How did you get her to like the one-on-one chat? Oh, I don't, I don't know if I was that slick, you know, Oh, come uh, on, man. No, seriously. I, I'm not, uh, you know, I, I've, I've never been like a kind of a, uh, I don't know. I've been, never been really like kind of aggressive or like a, you know, use, use pickup lines or, you know, any kind of things like that gimmicks or whatever. Oh. It, it, honestly, it was, it was, uh, strictly platonic, you know? 
yeah, and yeah. it started it started that way. Um, it wasn't, you know, like when I tell people the story, they they automatically start thinking of like, um, what is that, Sleepless in Seattle or something? <laughs> you know that movie? Oh, Jesus, with Meg Ryan and uh, right? and uh, Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah. But was, yeah did it, they meet in a chat room too? I, I forget, can't remember. I, yeah, right. It's, yeah, I think it was, it, or it was like. They always did that. Uh, what was that in, in the movies? Like you've got mail. Yeah, yeah, because that's shit yeah. used to it's literally happen. Like your little box would pop up, and it oh, would yeah. be like an inbox. But I can't remember how they initially found each. Like you don't just, you didn't just like cold email like hot chicks at aol and hope that she answers. You know, or like yeah. I'm just gonna pick Megan yeah. Smith at aol and hope she replies. But like right. they had to hit each other up in some way before they started emailing back and forth. But I can't remember. Fuck. Yeah, I have to watch that movie again. It was a good one. It it highly like Tom Hanks had had this whole thing where he was um like the rom com king, like just lovable, sleepless in Seattle. You've got mail, like back to back, just bangers of a yeah. I mean, just just a great dude. Yeah, I like I like a good Tom Hanks film. Yeah, well, he's just an all star now. I mean, the, I like the goat of acting. Even um, he even made those Dan Brown movies. What was Da Vinci Code? Like even like pulled those things together. I don't think I've watched that one. I, I, I saw, was it the, was it the one didn't, wasn't Nicholas Cage in one of those Da Vinci code? I didn't think so. He might, no, he's probably some other Tom, Tom Hanks adjacent. was looking like um, Nicholas Cage. Cause he has like this forehead that goes forever and the slicked back, hair, <laughs> slicked back hair. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, no, they, uh, I remember hearing that they uh, wanted him because um, he had a really good thinking face. Like he could uh-huh. look at like a map or a screen or something and they could just like pan around him and you could feel what he was thinking without his actual verbal expression. Yeah. Like Forrest Gump. Dude. God. That yeah. Another classic. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. When you start rattling that shit off, like that man is there's, he's the Tom Brady of acting. He's just the fucking goat. Yeah. Man, that was, I didn't expect it. I'm a little more interested in your, your life than his. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you guys go platonic and then who, and what was the decision to go out to Alaska? You were just like, shit, I got two weeks off. I got nothing to do or let's take our uh, relationship further. How do you, I, it, it was, uh, you know, I, I wanted to get out and kind of see some stuff and, uh, honestly, like the opportunities I had there just it didn't feel like they were there. And, uh, um, or, or they were any good. I had tried getting into like stuff with computers and went to this, uh, this computer school, you know, like where you could get like a plus and network plus, or, you know, Microsoft certifications and stuff oh, like that. Yeah, that shit was huge back in the day. Like no one knew how fucking Excel worked, you know? Y- yeah. And <laughs> I, I, w- I was like all interested in that. And right. like, man, I, I really want to do this stuff. And I went in there and, it was like this huge open space. There was like zero people in there. I think there was like one, one lady behind the counter. And then I asked for help and she pointed me to like this, like rack with paper pamphlets in it. And it was like, it was so depressing. I was like, Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I kind of tried to figure out what I wanted to do there. I was, I was composing music, on my own and I was getting into photography. Oh no um, shit. 
and and so I, I play guitar and a little bit of keyboard just to kind of add some stuff and then I, I do like some uh, did some like MIDI um, sequencing you know with uh, drum samples and and your and, beatboxing don't forget your wicked ass uh, beatboxing yeah you don't want to hear that That's bad. <laughs> it, it is it is literally wicked it is really bad um, and and so yeah I, I kind of kind of uh, was trying to do stuff with music a little bit on my own kind of create my own album and, right. I, and I did that oh no uh, way how many tracks it, it, uh, man it, it had to have been at least 12 I Whoa. think um, I've legit. got it somewhere what was the title uh, Empire of the Sun oh okay so is it sort of like Rage Against the Machine-ish um, no <laughs> uh, not at all <laughs> really yeah, um, I do like their music, but uh, not a huge influence on, on mine. It was it was more like um, kind of like it had a little bit of a hip hop kind of influence because at the time, um, you know, my friends were all into you know hip hop, and so was I. A few of them liked to rap and stuff like that, so I was making beats for them, and so I had a little bit of that influence. I I had. Uh, a lot of influence of like Jimi Hendrix and like Joe Satriani, um, oh. uh, you know, Steve Vai, uh, you know, Eric Johnson, um, like Wes Montgomery. Um, I like jazz. So I kind of, you know, put a little bit of that in there and, uh, you know, uh, a little bit of, uh, I like Pink Floyd as well. So I kind of like that kind of guitar and um, just a huge, mix of all of the influences and just tried to make instrumental music that was that i liked listening to um and so that that's pretty much in the you know it kind of had just a solid drum beat you know in the background for most of it right so did um, you ever actually perform like did you have any gigs or were you more like the i want to just put my music out on tape or cd would have been cd back then right yeah it was cd yeah, um, and then try to like sell them out the trunk of a car. Yeah, pretty much. Actually, when I left, my my cousin did that. Uh, <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I don't know. Now I, I didn't really do any performance yet. It was just the point of like making an album and recording it and seeing what happened and just doing my own thing. You know, it was like I want to hear this. You know, uh, and so I put my vision or you know. Uh, the musical version of that into, into that album and just to do it. And, uh, yeah, not until later did I ever perform in front of people or play in a band. Oh, no way. So you got to that level, huh? You actually did do the whole band thing and some performances. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing crazy, but yeah. Um, most of the performance that I've done has been for charity events like the American heart association or, uh, vested interests, which is, um, like a charity that puts bulletproof vests on canine uh, okay. working dogs. Wow. Um, and then I think we did, I, I did a uh, fundraiser for Hurricane Katrina. Um, a friend of mine uh, that's a cartoon artist um, in, in Fairbanks was putting on a fundraiser. And so he had a bunch of his art that he was auctioning off and he wanted me to come and play, you know, while people, you know, drank wine and looked at his art. So, oh, so uh, you got some of that mellow wine sipping vibe to it as well. Yeah. It's just not like that heavy, um, over the top guitar. 
Right. Yeah. Acoustic, like okay. finger style type stuff. Gotcha. 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 Um, and, uh, and then I played in a country band, uh, for a couple of years with a, a friend of mine, um, a couple friends of mine in Fairbanks. That was interesting. And what was the name of that band? I just love titles uh, and names. Like oh, I get, I get uh, geeky into them. actually Jesse Quant. Um, it's, uh, his last name spelled Q U A N D T, but he's still playing music. He, he moved, uh, he got out of the army, uh, like, Ooh, man it's like six seven years ago now damn um and yeah, man, so age. after T- time sneaks up on everybody <laughs> it, it does but uh he he moved down to to uh to uh washington back home and he's he's been out on the road making a name for himself and uh getting better all the time and uh yeah he's a good guy so oh, wow so yeah i played the uh, lead lead guitar for him for a couple of years it was fun Dude, that's pretty sick, man. Who knew? I didn't know. I don't know really anything about you, but I was like, man, I did not. (laughs) When I'm thinking Alaska, I'm thinking like beard and isolated and just like, leave me alone. I don't want to be around people. And I mean, you're Mm -hmm. a hell of expressionist, right? I mean, creative dude. That's insane. Yeah. It, it has a little bit of that isolation element to it. Don't, you know, yeah, there, there is that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like people. <laughs> <laughs> I like people. Um, do you miss the uh, doing the gigs and being in a band and all that? Um, you know. Oh, not, you're torn. Yeah. You're torn. Yeah. Let's let's dive into this. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah, we can because I, I I was speaking to a, a fellow musician friend of mine yesterday about kind of this whole thing, you know, with being a musician uh and there's a there's a there's some complexity there uh and you you can kind of tease out all of these little threads from it but uh yeah i guess i do miss it a bit do i want that for my life i don't know um would i like to be able to play music and make a living at it yeah do i want to leave my family for six months and go on the road no. Yeah. Right. Like that seems to be the, the schedule is just so fucked unless you've got like some local gigs, but even then you're giving up like Friday nights, Saturday nights, you know, it's. Yeah. But if you don't have a job and that's your income, what are Friday nights and Saturday nights? Oh dude. It, yeah. If, if you're not about yeah. that family life, um, it's, it, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can yeah. see why so many young guys get into it, man. You get to be the center of the stage at a, basically at a bar, a restaurant, drink almost for free most of the time. And mm-hmm. have a enjoy trying to have relationships. <laughs> you yeah, know, like what's not to love about that if you're out and about? Yeah, I mean, I I do uh, go and play at open mic night. You know, oh. fairly regularly um, here in Palmer. Uh, but uh, you know, the pandemic kind of changed all that for a bit. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I would go out to my friend's uh, kombuchery. We have a kombuchery here in Palmer where they serve kombucha and avocado toast and espresso. I was it's gonna, really good. No, I can you? I have no idea what kombucha is. Is that a mushroom tea? Uh, it's a fermented tea. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, so, okay. Yeah. So it's you don't get drunk on it, but it has bit of alcohol in it. 
Yeah, I mean, you. From what I understand, like if you brew regular kombucha, you cannot get drunk on it. Like you could not drink enough. You would get pretty amped up with the caffeine, okay. but there's like a, a minuscule amount of alcohol in it. Gotcha. Can kids? Uh, is there an age limit to buying it, or kids can just oh, walk in and grab it? Yeah, no, my kids go in there all the time with us and drink. Oh no! <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's it's actually build the tolerance early. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, it, it's actually good for your health. Um, as for, from what I understand, from what, like people have said, you know, I'm not a health expert, but uh, I try to pay attention to that stuff. It's actually good. Like has a uh, good bacteria in it so it's good for your digestive system and gotcha yeah yeah and and avocado toast what how like how do you get decent avocados in alaska where where, where are they coming oh. from man oh yeah they get shipped up you know they get trucked up um you know we're right on the edge of that it's like sometimes the produce isn't that great where it's like a little bit older than you would find down in Seattle. But uh, what is it? What is trucking time? Or, well, let me think. I'm, I, I used to do logistics, so I'm trying to think out loud here. So like a barge or a steamship coming from uh, uh, Seattle is like, well, steamship's quicker. And so that's like uh, two weeks or like a week. No, it's a week. Oh so you can get stuff loaded up onto a container, put onto a steamship, up from Seattle to Anchorage in a week. So, yeah, you know, you get, you get a good, we have good, you know, fresh stuff. I mean, it's not, you know, by any means like what it is down in the lower 48, but yeah, it's, I'm, it's not bad. Yeah. But like even see, well, I guess you can get shit from like Washington in general and then it just goes to Seattle. Cause it's like a hub. Yeah. yeah. Right. But I'm just, man, I'm like, man, that's a long time to sit in a container for produce like you got to pick that stuff real early and it doesn't get to actually like right whatever like like the real the fresher or the closer you get to the ground or the tree man there's such a difference in what there stuff is. tastes like i mean it's amazing how a banana will not taste like a banana if you actually get it off of the tree you're like jesus is this what a banana tastes like <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know like it's it's a totally different piece of food yeah well that, that that's the alaska the the alaskan experience is um Eating you come food. here and <laughs> yeah and you dull your senses and you have no idea it's like oh. the reverse of a of like the frog in boiling water it just gets colder <laughs> and then you you don't realize how dark and cold it is all the time and how yeah. bland food is and how like local restaurants generally suck and then you, you just <laughs> but, lower but, your standards but they all have five stars i can't understand it <laughs> <laughs> yeah you just lower your standards and then uh if you're like me and you've been uh just like a normal person with the, without the means of like traveling to hawaii every every freaking winter for a vacation uh you don't get out and then you go go into the real world like i remember i had spent like at least 10 years hold up here in fairbanks and north pole alaska and i went to denver and I, I felt like, I don't know, what was that, that, uh, dumb kid in the Simpsons? Like, uh, I can't oh, remember his name. Not Millhouse. Ralphie, the fat one. Ralphie. Yeah. That's I, like, felt, I felt like great. Ralphie. I felt like Ralphie. <laughs> like I, I had been like so deprived of like, <laughs> like normal things, right? you know, 
Yeah, I was just looking around and like, this is like, I did I just like arrive in the future? I mean, there's doors opening for me. I we don't have that in Alaska. <laughs> Why I, do these I, faucets not have knobs? How am I going to wash my hands? Right. I I swear to God, I was at I was at this big business park, right, and they had um this uh I think it was an automatic door or something, but it was something high tech about the door. And I went to grab the handle and I noticed it was warm, like noticeably warm. Right. I was like, huh. And I, and I went in and I asked the receptionist, I was like, this is a weird question, but do you guys have heated door handles? And she kind of looked at me like I was lost my mind. And I was like, well, I'm just wondering, cause the door handle was like really warm. There may be a bomb in it. If not, and, I'm just wondering. Yeah, no. And, <laughs> and, and obviously she's like, she's has no idea about like mechanical things or whatever. I guess that's not her deal, but it, you know, it, it was like an actuated door after I looked at it, it was like, oh, okay. So there's like a, an, an actuator in the door mechanism and it's just heating up because of the, the, the waste energy, you know, from the electrical current going through it. Gotcha. Oh, okay. yeah. But you know, having a, a, a heated door handle in Alaska would be like an awesome idea. Would it? Cause don't you have to fucking wear gloves anyway? Like what? It'd be wasted, right? No one walks around yep. there with bare hands. Oh yeah, we do. We Shut go on t-shirts t- when it's like you know twenty degrees outside. I mean, like you'll see guys in shorts and like a t-shirt at the grocery store, and, and it could be twenty below. Actually, I've how? seen that, dude. How the fuck are you just not shivering the whole time? Yeah, you you acclimate to it. I just can't believe. It's I, I really, I'm yeah. I'm just gonna call you a liar. I just can't believe the human <laughs> body can acclimate to that much yeah. of an extreme cold. Yeah, and and it works in reverse too. Like, uh, I went to Puerto Rico. Oh, dude, and you're just like, fucking sweating through everything, huh? Yeah. At, at first, <laughs> like we were, I was like swimming in, and and there's like no one there. I can't. When was it? it was it, it was January? Yeah, it was. It had to have been January when I was in there. Uh, yeah early January and I was swimming. And then after being in the water for a while, I, I'd started shivering. It was like, wait a second, this, why am I shivering? It's like 70 degrees. Right. But you know, relatively speaking, if you live there and you acclimate to it, and I had already been there a few days, I just started acclimating while I was in the water, I think. Huh. And uh, yeah, started shivering. And so you'll, you'll, you'll switch it up pretty quick. Your body adapts pretty pretty well to, to the environment i don't know man i i just can't like that internal you know whatever what are you supposed to regulate the body at like 98.6 or something like that yeah like just fucking being in an environment where it's constantly draining your body like i like your metabolism your hearts have to be pumping like crazy right like to keep your just yourself warm like you're, you don't have any kind of or do you just get this wicked resting heart rate where you turn into like this uh cold-blooded animal where everything's just slower. Well, yeah. So your your blood will thicken here in the cold. Um, oh. That's for sure. Uh, so yeah, I think there may be some adjustments that happen in your circ- circulatory system from that. I would I would presume, but yeah. Um, I don't know about resting heart rate. I think that's kind of a separate deal. Like if you're uh, active and you know eat you know avoid sugar and you don't have metabolic syndrome or something like that and you probably got a pretty good resting heart rate uh so yeah i i spent uh, a a good solid year um 
cross country skiing like every day or every other day. Um, <laughs> so I was getting some good cardio. Right. Um, I was actually going to ask that, like, do people jog there? So it's cross country skiing is the way that you get cardio typically. Yeah. I mean, there's, you can adapt to, to all kinds of situations, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean like cross country skiing is really good in the winter. Uh, sometimes it gets a little too cold. Like I think, you know, if you get down to like uh, 10 below is like my cutoff and it's more comfortable is like, you know, 10 above is like the real minimum, but, uh, yeah. So you you can get out there and you can get your, your, uh, exercise in the winter. Um, you, you can wear face mask, um, you know, good layers, uh, having the right, you know, equipment is, is definitely helpful. Um, so that you can, you know, stay cool enough and also stay warm enough. Yeah. Cause if you sweat to, if the sweat doesn't get out or something like that, it can literally like freeze on you. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, if you work outside, like I, sometimes I'll grow a, a beard and, you know, spend some time outside doing chores like chopping firewood or, you know, shoveling snow or whatever it might be. And then, uh, if you spend enough time out there, the, the, uh, what do you call it? The condensation from your breath will start to build up around your beard. And so you get, and you'll get, you'll get condensation or ice crystals or on your eyebrows and your eyelashes and your beard. And yeah, that's just trippy as hell. Dude, we had a day in Delaware where I think the temperature dropped to 20 degrees, might've been 18 degrees with the wind chill. They fucking just canceled school. They were like, we don't want kids outside waiting for a bus. School's done. Yeah. <laughs> like all- that, that's where I'm coming from when I'm hearing this shit. Yeah. That's why I'm like, how the fuck? Oh, it's man. all relative. That is true, I guess. Um, dude, so when you go out um, d- skiing, are you taking like a gun with you? Is it like wilderness type stuff where you're worried you might get attacked by like wolves, bears kind of a thing? Or is it like state park trails that are just uh, safe? I, I, I lived right by uh, UAF and so they have a really nice trail system. They're really big into, to, uh, Nordic skiing, uh, cross country and then skate skiing. So they have nice trails. Um, and so generally speaking, yeah, we don't really have to worry about that. Um, in that particular area, it's not like a heavy wildlife crossing. Sometimes you'll see like moose, uh, scat or I don't know if I've seen bear scat, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so you have to like watch out for big animals. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's a little risky, but if you are smart about it and you, you know, keep your distance, uh, it's, you know, it's manageable. Um, I, I have skied with, uh, with a, a, a pistol just because I was worried about people though. Um, Whoa. You're more yeah. worried about the people than you are a fucking bear. Cause I heard moose can like come at you. Like if, if they get pissed oh, at yeah. you, they charge like a bull. Right. And they will, fu- they're, they're fucking bigger than horses. Aren't they? Oh yeah. They're huge yeah. animals. They're huge. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you're more worried about a person than moose or bear. Yeah. Yeah. Because you ski with gold chains and you feel like you're going to get robbed. Uh, <laughs> that's the that's the that's the hip hop in you you're just out right, there right. flossing <laughs> and you're like man i'm I, trying to get stuck up <laughs> oh man 
Yeah. No, I, I left the hip hop in Baltimore, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, there's, there's just some sketchy people here in Alaska. We're at the end of the road. Um, we, we have a high, uh, you know, incidents of, um, property crime and, you know, domestic violence and just kind of some sketchy people here, you know? So, oh. yeah, I, uh, I, I just, I was going at night too. So it was like, oh my God. imagine it was like, uh, some of the trail is not lit at all. So I have a headlamp on right? and it's, and it's like snowing, you know, and it's in the middle of winter. It's what, you know, maybe 10 above. And, and I, I can't remember. It's like a 14 mile, you know, kind of trail that I was on round trip, you know, just kind of pushing my limits, you know, to see how far I could go in the dark and in the cold. And yeah. And so I, I definitely had my, my Glock with me. Yeah. Had, have <laughs> you known someone? Some you, What's you, that? Uh, you were packing some heat. That's what yeah. I was, I was <laughs> thinking that too. And in your head, when you drop your pole, are you holding it sideways too? And you're like, yo, sup, step. Like, yeah, did you go right. that far? Did you practice your tough guy voice? Or No, no, no. Hopefully the, the gun's the last thing they see if it comes to that. But yeah. Gotcha. Um, Have you known anyone that's been uh, like attacked or assaulted? Is that what put it in your head? Or did someone just tell you, hey man, or you watch the news up there? Like what? Um, well, oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, I kind of get the vibe of some people, you know, like there's some druggies there's meth heads there's uh, a few like you know gang member type wannabes you know um and then there's some legitimate you know uh, organized crime there um which is probably less of a problem for most people with the organized people uh it's the kind of the crazy you know yeah you know nut jobs out there but uh yeah i mean like right down the road from us um there was some somebody got murdered and rolled up in a tarp and and whole, you know hauled off their property in a in, in a van or something. Holy it shit, was in the dude. news, like yeah, it was in the news a little bit ago. Uh, and and there's there's ex, been incidents. Ex lover, like you know? who do you, who do you, what's your theory? I I, I, like, I, I automatically go ex lover. Yeah, but it was some old lady and some really young oh. guy. So yeah, probably. Ooh screwed up as some of this weird, weird stuff is going on in the, in the, in, in Alaska and in, in the, uh, 40 below. Man, you take, but, take, take heat yeah. where you can get it. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that bed's mighty fucking cold and you're looking uh, mighty fucking good. What's up, girl? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, there's, there's weird, there's weird people everywhere. Um, I, I don't like to, uh, uh, but, stigmatize areas right no doubt yeah it's not everybody like like florida or you know dundalk maryland or uh delaware no doubt well delaware (laughs) is weird delaware is freak free man we are uh everybody's super cool and awesome it's actually the state with the highest percentage of supermodels i don't know if you knew that or not I didn't know that. That's insane. It's completely made up. I just lied to you. We actually oh, have the highest percentage man. of liars. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Nah. Yeah, oh, no, man. but you're right, dude. Like, um, and it's funny because I'd spoken um actually I guess it would be near to you. is Alberta that's the Providence in Canada, right? Like maybe two away from Alaska. Oh man, Am I, I thinking my, of that right? Canadian geography's off. 
but yeah. Okay. I believe, I know he was Western um, Canada, um, Jared. And um, I got to talking to him and I'm like, yeah, man. So you're the first Canadian, therefore you're their spokesman. So whatever you say will be my impression of every single Canadian for forever. <laughs> no pressure. Oh, but like people do get that feeling when you talk about like your, uh, whatever's around you. That you yeah. almost have to give the disclaimer. It's like, dude, I'm not talking for all of Alaska. Like, this isn't everybody. Like, everybody's not a freak or like a weirdo or, right. you know, doing right. weird shit. Um, yeah. If you ever visit Alaska, uh, you know, Fairbanks is a great place to go in the summertime. Um, it's beautiful in the summer. I mean, we'll get, you know, uh, 70, 80, sometimes 90 degree, technically 100 degree weather if you're standing in the sun like your thermometer okay. will go up to 100 oh wow um, but it can't and, feel like 100 right oh yeah I, I mean it's it's a dry heat you know um typically because we're more or less in a desert um sometimes when it gets rainy uh in the in the the summer you can kind of get that humid feel like you would get on the the east coast but it's yeah it's not it's not as as bad at all but uh yeah summertime in in um Fairbanks, you know, there's some, you know, history there with like gold, gold mining and, um, uh, you know, you can try, you know, take the train, um, the Alaska railroad, which is, I've never done it. Um, I, it's on my list of things to do, but you can take the train from Fairbanks all the way down to Anchorage and then further South, uh, you know, from there. And oh, no way. So yeah, would you, goes, would you suggest like flying into Anchorage or would you do like some boat, like fly to the West coast and then try to catch like a boat somehow? Oh, I would fly in. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a long trip, you know, especially come from the East coast. Um, but yeah, I would, I would, uh, fly into Anchorage or Fairbanks, either one, you know, um, Fairbanks is a little, uh, more hospitable, I think. Than, than Anchorage. Anchorage is really? like a big city. Um, Fairbanksans like to call it uh, Los Anchorage. Los uh, Anchorage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff to see here. Denali National Park is beautiful. Um, it's a lot of good fishing and outdoor stuff. Right. Yeah, I can't. So, and I actually wanted to ask this: What is like? So, on your 14 mile. I wish a motherfucker would come at me trek, right? What was your, um, like I jog a little bit, so I'll run five K's and stuff. So I'm trying to put it into perspective. What's your time like on these skis, man, hitting these trails? Oh man. I, I don't know. I, I've no never judgment. Really no judgment. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't, I've never really kept track of it. Um, all I would do is just kind of focus on my body and like uh, okay. kind of get into like, um, where I was just like pushing it and I get into a flow state and I know like, okay, my heart rate is good. And I think it was, yeah, I was wearing a Fitbit for a while there so I could kind of see where my heart rate was and get it in that zone. Um, and then just keep going, just steady going. And, um, if I felt tired, you know, I'd slow down and take a breath, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't really have any kind of like, you know, strict regimen on it or, but does it know, take I, like an hour? Is it like a three hour thing? Like I'm, I'm, I can't, I've never been next to someone on skis with poles acting like they're running. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's oh, right. like, do you fly by a jogger? No, no. A jogger would definitely go by me. Um, on, normally I think, uh, and it, it depends on like the wax on your skis 
the okay. temperature, you know, uh, gotcha. the humidity of, you know, how well you're getting glide across there. And then gotcha. just, you know, how much you're putting into it, yeah, uh, right. it, it, your skill level. Right. You know, and then if you're doing Nordic skiing, like, like, uh, you know, cross country, traditional skiing, you're in a track. And so you, you're kind of having to slide your feet back and forth. But if you're doing skate skiing, then you could outpace a jogger. Definitely. Okay. Skate skiing is like, you know, you're flying down the track. Gotcha. Gotcha. Maybe that's but what I, I was thinking of then. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I mean, there's a huge running culture around here where like, if you, if, if you jog or you meet people or whatever, like a common question is like, what's your pace? What's your time? You know, how many oh, miles yeah. do you do a day? You know? So I was wondering if it's culturally almost like that social club of, Oh yeah, I'm a cross country skier. Like what, Oh, what equipment, what wax do you use? What, what's your brand, you know? And it's like yeah. that connecting or that bonding element to it. Yeah. Um, I've never gotten in any technical conversations with people, uh, at the ski hut. Um, but everyone's just kind of out there having a good time. There's a lot of families and kids and people are just generally, you know, um, just out in the snow in the winter and in a small town and um, usually have a smile on your face and say hi. And that's mostly what I see. There's some teams, you know, cause they have competitive sports. Um, and then there's always the guy that has like the, you know, the screen printed full body suit. And, <sighs> Love those you know, people. I've, for us, it's the bikers, these fucking bike peddlers. They go like 40 deep on highways or fucking road country roads without a shoulder, man. And yeah. like, they're, they're like swarms of geese and they have this top, like the, even the fucking helmets, like, do you really need a $300 helmet? That's aerodynamic, man. You weigh 240 pounds. Like it, it, it shouldn't be, but yeah. God. Yeah. Pe- people get into it, man. No, so, no doubt. Yeah. I got to spend your money somehow, huh? Right. I was wondering, so I, I think a lot about physical activity with um, self-esteem and just like emotional stability. Like, you know, you, I really, you know, the more active you are, I think you just feel better in general. Um, but I have always heard, especially with those nights, like Alaska, there's a huge amount of depression up there, huh? Or is that kind of a misconception? Uh, no, not a misconception. Um, yeah. Uh, so what is the saying? Um move your body, still your mind. Uh, oh, okay. it totally holds, you know, there's, there's definitely truth in that. So you need physical exercise to keep your mind working properly and in the best order. I, I think that is absolutely necessary, um, for anyone, wherever you live. Right. Uh, but especially in Northern climates, uh, there's a thing called seasonal affective disorder. Oh yeah. What's this? Or sad, you know, that's it. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't understand all of the technical, you know, aspects of it, but it's basically, you don't get enough sunlight. So there's something that happens in your, uh, internal, you know, system, maybe with your, uh, circadian rhythm, um, your, uh, well, it's almost like a vitamin deficiency too, you know, like that's, it just fucks your body up, man. You need certain things in you. Yeah. Yeah. So vitamin D, um, uh, a lot of times I I've heard this just anecdotal, but, um, people say, uh, their doctor said you, you had really soft bones or whatever. And they had surgery. Um, and it's like, Oh, well you're from Fairbanks. Okay. Or you're from Alaska, you know? And so, yeah, there is that 
that uh because they're real, so inactive or because the vitamin d um vitamin you're starting d, to, yeah. oh wow so your fucking yeah. bone marrow starts replacing so, it yeah i don't know how that works but yeah right? so so like wow. you know obviously you, your body produces vitamin d when in sunlight and so we have a, a lack of sunlight yeah and and it's a direct correlation to that and did it did it affect you when you moved there? Like, did you yeah. go through like some low times where you were like, "Jesus, what did I do?" Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, working like a, a a grueling fifty hour a week grind of a job, and then like drinking every night, and it's like <laughs> middle of February, and you're like watching Fox News or something, and you're like, "What?" The... <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, yeah. So yeah, I've been through that. Um, more recently, uh, we've moved south from Fairbanks, so you get a little bit. You've got about forty-five minutes more of normalcy, I will say, than than you do up there in Fairbanks, um, just by moving south here, um, closer to the equator. <laughs> closer, far, you, far away. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's ever said that from Alaska. They're like, yeah, I just moved closer to the equator. Yeah, um, yeah. I, while in Alaska. I, I moved, right. <laughs> or, or you could probably be more apt to say uh, further from the Arctic Circle. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. How um, how many miles south did you move to gain forty five minutes of normalcy? Uh, what is, it's something like four hundred. Oh Jesus, it's four hundred miles. Yeah, I think that's like three Delawares, dude. It is. <laughs> yeah, it's a big state. Right. No doubt. 400 miles. Yeah. So I, I've been taking 10,000 IU of vitamin D daily. Okay. Um, and so that seems to be helping. Um, and uh, I've recently started the carnivore diet too. So that's oh. been really interesting and helpful, I think. I recently considered going vegan. <laughs> oh really yeah just watching yeah. netflix it uh the the blood samples and shit um people swear by it but it just seems so fucking posh like it almost seems like you went vegan so that you can tell people you went vegan <laughs> versus yeah, you know like the actual benefits of it yeah um how's yeah. that carnivore diet treating you oh uh, it's it's um it's good i i um i mean there's there's uh like kind of like side effects when you adjust to it but I mean, it's not that bad. And then the upside of it just is great. Um, what were your side effects? You, you just were more aggressive. You just had hella testosterone and you wanted to attack things. <laughs> oh, no. oh man. No, uh, the, the, I guess the bad side effects, um, would be you get, uh, what do they call it? Um, it, your skin will itch sometimes or you'll get a rash, uh, hmm. And I can't remember what the heck it's called. It's just some some uh, process that's going on in your body. It's temporary. Oh, oxalate dumping is what they call it. Oh, so like plants have the, this uh, kind of like natural defense mechanism with oxalates. They're like little crystals that um, are wrapped around certain structures in the plant. And uh, I know like spinach is an easy example for me to reach to. They're like vitamin uh what do you get from spinach is like isn't it iron i iron or uh calcium okay right so people like to you know eat certain foods for you know certain nutrients but 
plants um, like spinach will have like these oxalates um, encapsulating the calcium on it. And um, it, human beings don't have the gear to, to break that down and to actually extract uh... that. So these oxalates are kind of like um, a problem. And I mean, our body will handle it, but it builds up like in our body. So when you stop eating plants and then you start eating more animal-based products, your body will start to discharge these. And, and so it'll, it'll cause, um, cause those things, you know, your skin to itch. I think the rash was something else. It was like, a, uh, I, I don't, I don't think I ever got the rash, but, um, anyway, skin itching <laughs> a little bit every once in a while. Um, and, and that, that went away after a few weeks. Um, and then your digestive system changes totally. So you could, you could experience some, uh, you know, uh, diarrhea, you um, know, in the beginning. Huh. Um, but you don't have to use the bathroom as much. I mean, you definitely, <laughs> you know, will have to take a leak like a normal person. Right. But the, you know, you're not, you're not having to poop every day. And it's weird. Shut up, dude. You yeah. go carnivore diet and you lose the, not, not the ability. You just, no. like, your body just doesn't want to take a, you, why, yeah, how well, is that? Well, Jesus. the way I understand it is, is, you know, your digestive tract, um, and I'm not an expert on all of this. So, you know, just take it with a grain of salt. Hey man, but, you can play one on this podcast. Oh start yeah. Start calling you Dr. Jeff. Dr. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've got con- some conspiracy theories for you later too if we have time. But uh, if uh, if if you eat meat, um, it's digested mainly by uh, I can't remember if this if it's a small or the large intestine, but one of those, you know, part of your digestive system handles it more uh, more so than the other, and then oh, uh, plant material. Uh, fiber is handled by the other part of your intestine, right? So you kind of have these kind of two systems in your digestive uh, area to, to handle plant and animal-based stuff. Okay. And, I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah. So f- from all the stuff that I've read, you know, from the experts uh, that plant material doesn't get digested as efficiently um, and broken down it, uh, as much as animal stuff does. Huh. So when, when you eat a bunch of like fiber, you know, you eat like a, you know, a bunch of, uh, you know, carrots and broccoli and celery or something, a lot of that bulk. So you have a mass that, you know, you end up, you know, uh, you know, pooping more basically. And huh. a lot of it's not broken down as much. And then when you eat meat, it actually sits in your digestive system for longer, but it's actually more efficiently broken down. And so it takes longer to, to digest meat, but it's done more efficiently. And then there's less waste or okay. mass afterwards. Right. So you're, uh, you know, you eat vegetables, it goes through your, your system a lot quicker, doesn't extract as much, uh, the nutrients, um, and you're, you're putting out more mass than you are with meat. Wow. So that's, that explains kind of the, the bathroom thing. Um, <laughs> so do you have to take supplements along with the carnivore diet? Um, 
there's people that say yes and no, but generally like the, the, the strict carnivore people say you should not have to supplement. Um, and, and it's all, and it's all kind of like this, you, you have these little factions, like you have the vegans, you know, they're like, Oh, I'm a level five vegan. I don't, I don't eat anything that, that had eyes or breathes or, right. wh- wh- you know, yeah. whatever. Um, and so you have like these really super strict people like the carnivore, some, the super strict carnivore will eat only grass fed grass finished beef with salt and they drink water and that's it. Right. Oh so it's gosh. like really extreme. And there's good reason for that for certain individuals that have like really severe, um, uh, autoimmune diseases. And this is kind hmm. of like the, you know, the big benefit for this type of eating is to, to uh, cure these diseases um, and adjust, you know, for them. Uh, so it's an, it's a, and it's a elimination diet. So you, you, you just focus on meat and, you know, kind of like you could focus on just beef or you can add things to it and see how you do. Um, and then eventually you can start adding, you know, low oxalate foods like plant foods and stuff in there too. Um, because you're almost like, um, somebody was telling me about fasting and the reason that, um, fasting Mm. is so beneficial for your immune system is because instead of your body focusing on the digestion, it gets to focus on just reproducing cells or identifying other areas of need and attacking sicknesses before they have a chance to, or a virus before it has a chance to reproduce. And it, it kind of makes me think like, man, if you just ate the same fucking thing every day for a while, your body then realizes like, Oh, cool. We know what to do. We don't have to figure like you put this new thing in your stomach and it's like, well, how the fuck do we break this down? Like, do do we call Tim? Is Tim the one that takes this apart and Uh puts out the nutrients or is this, you know, Ronald's job, Ronald, get over here. We, and you don't need to do that if it's fucking steak every day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and the, you know, you could, you know, go to the extreme and like, like that one dude that was on TV that all he ate was pizza just like got sicker than hell from doing it. Cause well, it's not good for you. Right. Uh, but, but yeah, so the, the idea is to eliminate, eat, eat a whole food diet, uh, you know, and, and when you're on carnivore, like you're getting like what most people will agree on, maybe not some is a full nutritional profile from, from animal meat products. And so they say you don't have to supplement. Some people right. do. Um, so, well, it makes sense will... if they're grass fed versus grain fed, right? So the grass fed right. is like, now you're getting your veggies basically from them, from wh- whatever their body has broken down from them eating the vegetables is how you then get it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they, they have four stomachs or five stomachs or whatever it is, you know, to, to digest the grass and the nutrients in it. And then you just eat them. Right. So they do some of the work for you, but you know, yeah. overall the, the benefits of it is like, I have more energy. I can think clearly, you know, what brain fog is. I've suffered from that forever, you know, brain fog. I may be having one now. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) you you just can't think clearly or like go from task to task, you know, and kind of like carry numbers in your head. Oh yeah, dude. Down here, we just call that blackout drunk or maybe brownout, (laughs) maybe, maybe brownout. So Uh, (laughs) I think that's what you're referring to. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the benefits of it are more energy. Um, like I can like focus on things for a longer period of time. Um, my memory recalls quicker. Um, okay. 
and uh, I and I've I've actually eaten less. So I've been just um, I just fell into a groove where, like where it's like you know you eat like two pounds of meat, like I'm good for a while. Like so I will yeah, you, that's by a default. Lot. Jesus. Yeah, it is, you know, or even one pound of meat is, it's a, it's a lot, yeah. um, you know, and, and so like, I feel satiated. So I'll, I'll like by default, um, do intermittent fasting. Right. So I, I won't eat until like two or three o'clock in the afternoon sometimes, you yeah. know, and I've been up for, you know, since like seven, you know, um, I had some coffee in the morning and that's about it and drink some water, you know? Right. Um, and and then it's kind of cool because then I'm not like fussing over like, what am I going to make? Or do I have the ingredients to make it? Or, uh, you know. Yeah, that's a good. So like they always say like the super smart people, what was fuck Steve Jobs, like just wore black because he was like one less decision to make. It just opens up right. my focus onto so much more important shit. Like what do I, jeans yeah. and a t-shirt, man. Fuck, what do I get? Right. And right. like, it's funny, but we really don't adopt that with food. I don't think culturally, I think culturally we yeah. like love the experience of food and trying new things and like, uh, you know, don't know your recipe, get blue apron and now learn how to be a chef. And, but, and it's, um, it's just part of our ritual where you really wonder like food's so abundant. If we just simplified it and our consumption of it, we'd have so much more time to do other things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Huh. And, and, and you could argue that, well, that's not living you know, you're missing out. I love food, man. I, I, you know, I, I love all kinds of ethnic food and dishes and different ingredients and stuff. I really like Thai food. Um, and, uh, you know, you could say, well, you're missing out on, you know, one of those great experiences of life, but honestly, after your body adapts to that and you're off the carbs and you're off the sugar. Yeah. Well, sugar and carbs are like addicting, like porn is right. Like your body fucking, like you'll go through withdrawal. Yeah, it's it's horrible for you, and that's the other part of this diet is that 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 eliminates those two things, and and so yeah, I I've adapted to it, and I don't even have the cravings for stuff. Every once in a while, you know, I smell like cater tots and like you right. know making them for the kids or whatever, and I'm like, oh man, but it's not that bad, you know. And I don't think you just about shove more food. bacon in your about, mouth. <laughs> You're just yeah, like, exactly. Bacon makes it better. <laughs> yeah, bacon. Yeah, we definitely enjoy some bacon in the morning. Um, uh, but yeah, so it's, it's like, I, I don't miss that stuff. What, uh, I mean, what spurred you onto it? What made you want to make the change in your life? Well, um, so I had been listening to Jordan Peterson and then her, his daughter, Michaela, she had suffered from like, I think it was osteoarthritis, like really bad version of like an autoimmune, uh, disease with, arthritis and stuff. And so she, um, was able to put her, I don't know if she went into remission or just basically cured her autoimmune disease. I I don't want to make that claim if it's not exactly, but it was something like that. So she's been eating just beef and, and, uh, and and so I, I knew about that. I was like, Oh wow, that's really interesting. And then my wife, uh, has had autoimmune issues. Um, and, I told her about it and I was like, you know, just do your research. If you think it's, in, you know, like a good idea or interesting, we could try it, you know, cause we've tried, we've, we've done vegetarian, we've done vegan stuff, you know, we've done the balanced diet, 
we've had pizza and wine like three nights a week. We've done all of it. <laughs> Dude, right? pizza and wine's a great night. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's like it's like holy communion when you take that crust and then you take a little sip God, of wine and so just true. like oh so stuffed true. crust pizza though is the best with that. But I digress. Uh, so I, I left that up to my wife and then she took it and she was like starting to dig into it and read it. And, and she's like, you know, there's a lot of people that are regular people that are online that are telling their story about how they've cured autoimmune diseases with carnivore diet. I'm like, really? No, seriously. I mean, come on. I mean, are you serious? You know? And so she listened to some audio books from you know, some of the well-known people in the, in the circle. And then, uh, I listened to some of them and there were doctors that, that are doing this and nutritionists and people getting their blood work done and, and then dispelling all these myths and stuff about, you know, uh, gout, you know, from eating meat and having high blood pressure from eating meat and well, cause it's know, high if you cholesterol. Eat, if you eat shitty meat with a ton of fat in it, of course it's bad for you. Right. So like you well, gotta go all in and get some good, quality cuts of meat don't you well not necessarily i mean yeah you want to get better meat but um fat is actually good for you and and what they say is your body will become fat adapted and i i don't understand i'm still learning all this so another caveat or disclaimer there but what what i've been able to arrive at from understanding from listening to other people that are more uh you know knowledgeable in this fields um and they're you know medical doctors and stuff that your body becomes fat adapted but the the big thing is mixing um macronutrients like um so like if you have like a bunch of carbs and a bunch of fat and you sit down and you eat you know like like fettuccine alfredo i love fettuccine alfredo a lot of carbs and a lot of fat right because it uses um you know, real, real fettuccine or Alfredo sauce uses a, you know, whipping cream or whole cream or yeah, whatever, whole cream. You know? Yeah. Um, so those things, your body just like creates, um, uh, it creates problems, you know, um, with your metabolism and then you end up getting high blood sugar, the more and more you eat like that. So if you eliminate the carbs, but you focus on healthy protein and, and fat, fat is actually good for you. Fat is very nutritious. So you're going to go through that, that stage where you're like, man, I can't eat all this fat on the steak. This is just like, feels wrong. Or like, right. you know, I'm eating too much bacon. This feels wrong. But then after you're, you've kicked all the carbs and the sugar and you're just eating this protein, that fat is absolutely necessary for you to feel good and gotcha. for your body to function well. Huh. So, and how long have you guys been on it? Uh, a little over two months. Oh, no way. Yeah, you're in the yeah. home stretch then. You're clear. You're all yeah, in. Yeah. Official. Get the so, tattoo. So, yeah. So my, my wife has um, had good results with it. She's had chronic uh, pain um, for over a year and a half, like in her joints. Mm. And, it, and after being on this diet for two weeks, it's gone. It oh, has wow. returned. Um, and sh- she's lost weight. I've lost weight as well. Oh, dude, um, I couldn't. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it had to be a huge, you, you think of carbs and you think of sugar, you just automatically go like straight love handles. Where you think of meat, you think lean, right? I right. mean, like, it's just, yeah. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I'm not like a, a strict, like, carnivore, you know, freak or anything like that. I 
like to do things that are pragmatic and that, that work. I, I don't like ascribing to ideology or, you know, tribalism. But um, I would say for anyone that's having autoimmune, you know, problems to give it a shot, you're not going to, huh. you know, I mean, if you if you have really bad health problems, you might want to, you know, talk to your doctor about it. But I, I didn't consult anyone. I, I don't have any problems that I know of. And, and it's been great. And a lot of people do that. And there's a bunch of support online for it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's yielded good results. And I, and I think at this point, it's just a good elimination diet. And now I can kind of experiment with things and then, you know, um, add, you know, I had pickled asparagus and I've had olives, you know, and, uh, some broccoli and stuff like that in the past couple weeks. And, and you just went and made yourself puke. You just ran to the bathroom right afterwards. You were like, get no. it out. <laughs> no, no, it, it was fine. So, um, yeah, so it's a good, it's a good like um, benchmark, a, a point to where you can just say, okay, I know that if I eat this, that I feel better. Yeah. And these things that are going on in my body have kind of, um, you know, have, have gone away. And then you can kind of add one thing and see if it works. Right. If it doesn't go back to the baseline. And then I, I think it's really good diet to kind of eliminate things that are causing you problems. Dude, I've heard on, um, and I think you've said this about like the blood work thing where you mentioned something about it. Um, might've been Mark Cuban, who's the owner of um, Dallas Mavericks, been on Shark Tank. Um, yeah, he was like I know a, he's- okay. Yeah. Like tech guy, but he was talking about health. And one of the things, and man, this might've been five years ago was like, he was like, I want people I want to create a healthcare system where people at home can draw their blood almost daily as a preventative measure. And what you can analyze in your blood, as far as everything, it'll set your life free. So doctors have to prescribe these things. They don't really know. They're, they're going off of what you're saying in your symptoms. But if you look at the blood and you could analyze it, your blood will tell you dietarily what you need and what you need to kick. And I was like, that's so, that makes so much sense. Cause I think people just produce all sorts of shit, especially different things. Cause like, for example, like Alaska environment versus Delaware environment, I'm breathing things. You're not breathing, right? I'm naturally around things that might make my body react physiologically in different ways than you. So therefore what I ingest is almost like a supplement of what I can't get from the outside world. Right. Yeah. So it's different. And if we could get to that point with diets and that's where it's like veganism is right or carnivore. It's like, no, dude, it's like, what do you need? Right. What makes you feel good? It, it just, I'm not shitting on you cause you're a vegan. I might make fun of you. I might make fun of you yeah. cause you're a carnivore diet guy, but it doesn't mean you're wrong and it doesn't mean I'm right. It's just like that. That's what you need. And it, it's, I wish more people would realize it instead of like, you're saying go tribal with it and just take the fucking stand of like, it is the ultimate dining experience beef, <laughs> you know, like it, no, it shouldn't be. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, uh, yeah, I totally agree. Um, I mean, if we can get to that point where kind of people are just dealing with facts and they're not trying to, you know, win an argument all the time about what's best. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Get it right. Don't be right. Yeah. I got to tell myself that all the time. I just argue to fucking argue sometimes just to be like, ah, let me see if I can bullshit my way to making you change your mind, <laughs> even right. though I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's almost just like an intellectual exercise. Yeah. Um, 
Well, dude, now I definitely want to hear conspiracy theory because you know there's no one that gives better conspiracy theory theories than people who are cold, in the dark, and alone all day and have hella time to think. So like, yeah. so the Earth's flat, right? You're at the top of it. <laughs> at the flat. The Earth is the, flat, right? You we're see at the, the top ledge. Of the world. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a cat right there, about to push a ball of yarn across the the edge. Uh see no, see now I know you're a fake carnivore. Because if you were really a carnivore, you'd have jumped on that bitch and like threw her off or used her for bait. <laughs> <laughs> made a made a, a coat out of it. <laughs> a necklace dude just take her head and you just put her head around <laughs> yeah, the, like, fur, the fur is pretty valuable here in the uh the north you know the winter time comes around uh, we gotta that's kill some point. animals and wrap ourselves in the fur right yeah that was the original economy huh beaver yeah. skins yep right. uh so my conspiracy theory i don't know i was joking around with this on uh social media i think some of my family and friends thought i was actually going crazy from being in the lockdown but uh, um, right yeah dude everyone's going down those fucking like reddit rabbit holes i'm sure we're gonna come yeah. out with like all sorts of fucking books written and like powerpoints and you know, oh yeah cases of just people being like i told you now i have the time to find out and this is boom you know yeah um yeah, I mean, because everyone's got all this free time on their hands, but uh, I, I just had this idea. This was actually before the uh, pandemic, but I was like, I was like thinking about this movie I watched a, a while ago. Um, it's called Iron Sky. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with it. No, I hadn't even heard of it. Yeah, it's a it's a Finnish German Australian uh, kind of like comic science fiction action film. Oh wow! Um, so that's something, and, dude. I gotta just because that's that's something I actually didn't think about. Being in Alaska, your fucking like media options. Are you all like in on like American culture medially, or are you more like international with these movies and shit? Oh no, it's it's America. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I thought you were super cultured there for a moment, man. You're talking about collabos of Swedish and German. And I'm like, wow, that's, is that like a thing over there where there's like the Swedish movie aisle and it's, you know, that's what people do. I don't know. There's a little bit of European influence, you know, in pockets here. Um, you know, some of the towns like, uh, uh, Petersburg, uh, was kind of what were they Norwegian. They were settled by Norwegian folks down there on the, Southeast in Alaska. Um, there's, there's some, you know, Germans and, uh, Swiss people that kind of did some farming and homesteading here too. Okay. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's just, it's just like every other city in America, pretty much. You're um, just Netflix and like the rest of us, huh? Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Hulu and like a motherfucker. Okay. Sorry, man. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just, oh, no, yeah. I, I not thought about that, but I'm like, dude, yeah, the geography wise, like you would think like, like art, is Russian culture super prevalent over there where like they're, you're getting like on an antenna, you're getting a bunch of their TV shows or whatever, you know, there, there's, there's a, a little bit of um, Russian culture here. Cause it, there are um, Russian communities, uh, you know, fairly large presence there in Delta junction in Alaska. It's kind of like in the interior. Um, and so, yeah, there's a, Oh, there's this great Russian bakery. Um, <laughs> oh man, their stuff is so good. But, uh, yeah, they would sell it during the summertime, uh, at the fair and like farmer's market and stuff in Fairbanks. 
excellent stuff. But yeah, so um, the this con- conspiracy theory is like Iron Sky is about. Um, and I'm probably going to get some of this wrong, but the United States elects its first female president, and um, they're in kind of like this space race to get to the moon to mine helium three from the moon, and it's used in I think fission or fusion. But it's like, you know, the, you know, the, the, the holy grail of like natural resources, huh? Yeah. Next generation power. Right. Gotcha. And so they have this, they have this program. It's called blacks in space, you know, so the female president creates this, you know, program called blacks in space and they're going back to the moon. It's been 50 years actually coincides with their, uh, timeline right now with the uh, Apollo mission 50 years right so I'm gonna weave this conspiracy in okay and and so <laughs> they they go to the moon and they find that the Nazis have been uh on the moon since 1945 and they have this huge base Shut there the and they've been mining helium three <gasps> and sneaky so fucking Germans yeah so so the united states clever um, fucking clever they are (laughs) the first woman president she knows that any president that starts a war in their first term always gets reelected. oh so then they go to war with the the nazis on the moon so So i'm I'm gonna pause you there so trump really did use the corona outbreak like he was the origin so he can get reelected. jesus we just put that together too oh god there it is all right keep going i just wanted to plug that in (laughs) um we, we could probably work that in there somehow. But <laughs> so I thought I was like, man, this is like, this is a really funny movie. I mean, it has all the, the Nazi, you know, you know, uh, jokes and, and, you know, the, the, uh, all of the, uh, you know, stereotypes and everything that, you know, it's, it's comedy. Right. So don't be offended by yeah, any of this. Hopefully not. Right. Right. God. Laugh yeah. A little. I mean, it's a, it's a great, horrible, great, horrible, comedy it's like one of those like cult kind of following films it's really really neat but um so i was like looking at it's like man this is you know far-fetched and then what was it it was last year that i i saw a news article that that uh south korea said you know in 2023 um they plan on mining helium-3 from the moon and i was like no what What? this gotta be a joke right so then I start reading about helium three and it's actually a real thing. And I'm like, Oh wow, that's pretty cool. So I'm like, damn. Um, so yeah. And then just through, through the whole pandemic thing, I, I watched Sarah Palin on unmasked. Have you seen that? No, I remember. Oh, who she, I, I actually don't know what's unmasked. Well, I think that's what it's called, but it's like a, like a music um, show. It's kind of like, where you have like these celebrities that are oh, dressed up in a costume. Got you. And then they, they go out sing. and do musical yeah, 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 performances. Yeah. All right, I'm with you. And you have to guess who they are and they don't reveal themselves until the end. Got they take you. their mask off. Jesus, I didn't know she was on that. How fucking yeah. far has that woman fell? God. Well, she, she went all in on really, reality. Like I know, man. And she did an awesome job on uh Baby Got Back. I mean, if you What? You have to go YouTube it. It's it's hilarious. It, I mean, she does a great rendition of Baby Got Back. <laughs> but so, so I like look at her and I'm like, what in the world? Am I in like some kind of reality, like simulation 
like, what is going on here? This is a governor, uh, our governor that, you know, lived in Wasilla. And I, I swear to God, I thought I saw her like um, a week before that in, in Walmart. at Wasilla. <laughs> I'm, I'm damn sure she was there wearing some big sunglasses like Mar- Marilyn Monroe or something. Right. And, and anyway, so I saw the baby got back and it was like, what the hell? And then at the end, she's like, this is the craziest thing I've ever done. And, uh, and she says, but this is what America needs right now. And I'm like, what is it? Is she, is she kind of putting down like a little hint there that she might be running for president? So that's, that's the conspiracy angle, right? So she could be running for, for 2020. And, uh, and now Donald Trump has announced that we are going to be, um, officially mining on the moon did he really yeah yeah you know with the space force we got the space yeah dude aren't they the fucking sixth branch of the army the space force and camo Uh, yeah i don't know (laughs) right that is true god i forgot the space force so they're gonna mine the moon sarah palin is going to uh you know run for president she's gonna be the first woman president you think she could come back Dude, I think like, so. like she fucking, I, man, like her, I don't know when, when she started like really having to talk often, man, she was like fucking Biden, dude, <laughs> you know, like would just say some shit and you're like, what do you know? What? You look out your window and see Russia. Like what? Yeah, Keep your that, eye, like little shit like a, that. That's a euphemism. Right? No. Yeah. You get it. But like this, the way that shit works, the sound bite. Yeah. And if you're not going to buy all in, like Trump could give a fuck less about sound bites, right? Cause he just, hey. He just puts it out there and he's like, you can say what you want. It's fake. But like when you try yeah. to then re-explain and you're spending so much time trying to prove you're competent, yeah. you, you ruin it. You lose it. People are yeah. like, that. You, well, no. So I felt like she had her shot, man. You really think she can come? Well, I guess it would well, be 2024, right? Because when Trump's gone. I don't know. I Yeah. Who knows? But, you know. Trump has kind of cleared the way for <laughs> he's lowered the bar so significantly. Right. So you never know. But uh, anyway, just a kind of tongue in cheek thing, the iron sky, you know, um, it's coming. I, I, and I started looking at the movie and I, I was like, Holy crap. If, is that not Sarah Palin playing the president in this movie? And so, I, uh, let me ask you, you dude, wait, did you go, how many times have you rewatched the movie to analyze it? I I think I've watched it like, um, clips of it, like two or three times. Have you gotten to the point where you're like there with a notebook taking notes about like at the four (laughs) minute mark and like, okay. All right. And you're still saying, I have, I have taken screenshots of the Sarah Palin (laughs) character and I was so curious about it. I found, uh, I think his name's Timo or Timo, uh, Lorenzola, he's the director, and I found him on Instagram, and I and I messaged him. Was like, "Hey, dude, was Sarah Palin the inspiration for the president character?" And he was like, "Sure was." Shut up, man. He, so he confirmed it. No. Like, like, oh, that's so cool. Oh man. So what's her so, power play, man? What's her connection to get there? Like, does she know? Like, does she have a bunch of like big oil friends from Alaska? That like that's gonna be the industry that puts her there to mine. I yeah, that's a good question. That that's a good uh, little intersection there. Yeah, because like uh, Alaska is is super dependent. Like their economy, like 
super dependent on oil. And right. then I think secondarily mining, I'm not sure. I think oil is number one mining and then, uh, you know, fishing and some tourism stuff, but yeah, mining is huge. Yeah. in Alaska. So, I mean, if she has those connections as the governor, wait, is she actually, she's not still governor up there, is she? Oh no. Yeah. No. Right. I didn't think so. Right. So now she has these old connections. Her reality TV career is up yeah. in flames. Didn't she get now divorced have- as well or no? Yeah, I think so. Or they're separated or working. Yeah. Some stuff. So now she's got nothing but fucking time on her hands. And she, right. every night when she goes to bed, just looks up at the sky and sees the next great fucking frontier. And she gets to put her stamp yeah. on that bitch, the yeah. moon. Well, you know, Alaska's motto or slogan is the last frontier. Dude, I was, I was tying it in. I'm telling you. Dude, Dude. This, this, this is not, this is no longer conspiracy theory. I feel like this yeah. is plausible. Yeah. <laughs> um, now I may hold off a couple days on contacting the attorney general of several states to see who would have, um, jurisdiction. Yeah. Cause who does have jurisdiction over moon offenses, moon crimes? Is it, is it, is it a crime to even plan to take over mining? On I don't moon? know. It's going to be like the belters. The belters. Yeah. Have, have you ever, uh, uh, watch that show i've seen a couple episodes of it uh people are really the expanse the expanse Uh yeah so it's kind of like we've moved into space and there's these people called the belters which do all the mining in the solar system and they're they're kind of like it's kind of like the wild west right space the last you know the final frontier yeah it's like yeah that just always goes on yeah that's it's it's weird. It's a weird time to be alive to think that you know some of these things in science fiction are actually have some. Jesus, right, dude? Do you remember like Star, Star Trek? You were like, "There's no fucking way someone's face is going to pop up on a screen, and you're just going to interchat with them or holograms." That's just fucking stupid. Or yeah. like, um, oh, I don't know, auto control to travel fast? No, you fucking idiot. That won't happen. And like yeah. all this shit is just like, yeah, we're we're. Dude, we're like maybe five years away from fucking teleporting everywhere. Like, yeah. who's going to be the first fucking talk about conspiracy theory? How many people have fucking died that the government's just thrown into like, oh, yeah, this is the teleport 3.0. Just go ahead. <laughs> hop in. You know, we'll take 10 years off yeah. your prison sentence. And like, yeah, it's just freedom on the other side of the wall. And then, then yeah. they're coming out as like whatever, like flies, like Jeff Goldblum, you know, or just half. Like, they just find feet, you know, or fucking cowboy hats. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Oh, I mean, the, the technology, it, I think that science fiction stuff inspires people to just say, why the fuck not? You know, there's a yeah. huge, a huge positive to it. Yeah. What was that? That one movie, uh, is about the Navy ship that supposedly traveled through time. I'm gonna need a little more, man. I, you know, you know what I am going to judge you on? You have a lot of fucking time on your screen. You got a lot of screen time. Jeff, a lot of screen time going on in your house. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, this was an old movie. This was one I watched with my uh, grandfather. Man, Navy ship going through time. Do you remember any yeah. of the actors? Is it, is it the USS? Was it the Philadelphia? No, it was like the Philadelphia Experiment. That's what it was. Uh-uh. So if you look at that, it's cool. So they had like this Navy ship back, I don't know, it was in the 40s or 50s or I don't know. 
back in the day and uh they had hooked up some kind of like high voltage like rf power supply to the ship and like supposedly um there was an accident and and it fried a bunch of people and killed people on the deck but they 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 had claimed that some people were like um their body had kind of like uh was like in intersecting with parts of the ship and stuff like that they you know um you know like superposition theory is like you know no two objects can you know exist oh, in occupy the same, the same space, space same yeah. time yep so so they like the whole idea was like they time traveled or something and then when it came back like people were like stuck inside of solid objects and weird stuff like that jesus that sounds depressing but yeah, that's true, a, right? Like you fucking got to come back somewhere. And if you mistime that shit, like, and you know, there's a fucking elephant where there wasn't an elephant. Now you're just stuck. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It's, so do you, it, do you think that time travel, like, do you think that is somewhere happening right now? Man, who knows? I mean, uh, I, I, and will it affect me and will I be able to do anything about it? no, but, um, it's possible like theoretically uh there's you know a lot of people that give it credence like i don't know if we figured it out yet but you would think if it's theoretically possible like um um what is that uh was it kurt godel the or godel i don't know how you pronounce his last name he said uh don't worry he's not listening everything (laughs) that is possible is actual Oh, so he, that's a good he was quote. a very influential uh, mathematician uh, and like philosopher. Um, but that if you take that kind of like yeah frame of of reality, that yeah, if if people are doing the math and they say, well, technically we can reverse time, and there's been news articles on that, or you know, um, <clears throat> and there are very minute like slivers of like you know experiments and labs and stuff but uh if it's theoretically possible why not and and if time is like this this expanse uh and there's already things happening in the future or time you know is an illusion and things right. are happening all at the same time yeah, yeah uh or something to that effect that yeah maybe we've already done this time travel in the future and you know that that would mean that people could travel back in time to our current time or even further back. Right. Yeah. It's just been spoken about so much. You got to feel like it's something's happening. And what really fucked me up where I like started thinking like, man, there's a lot of shit going on that I don't know about was when they did the whole cloning of the sheep and like ears growing on rabbits or like rats. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, I'm like, wait, you just made a fucking sheep out of nothing. Dude, you just That's got a human sick. ear out on a, on a fucking mouse. Like, yeah. how long have you been trying to get that to now where you're like showing? It's almost like Corona, where there's like a two week lag, right? So there had to be thousands of experiments before yeah. that shit worked. Yeah. And I'm like, they they gotta have a fucking portal somewhere. They they no, gotta they have a portal where they're just steady throwing apples and fucking monkeys and mice in it and seeing what yeah. happens. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I, I, my, my brain can go there too, you know? Um, well, you know, a few years ago, uh, 
I think they they first had these uh, human animal uh, hybrids that we call them a chimera. Um, <clears throat> they're basically growing human organs and in, in, in animals um, from from you know uh, you know the the very embryo and then it develops into this animal and then there's an organ somewhere a human organ in it. And I, I saw that stuff and it was like MIT uh, technology review um, had a story on it. And it basically <clears throat> said that there's research labs all over the U S right now that are, are um, what is that uh, ingesting or um, the word man, sorry, brain fart here, but brain fall. There, yeah. Eat, eat some broccoli. It's probably your diet. I need, that's, I know, right? <laughs> all, I, I've had some coffee this morning. That's about it. But uh, so, so yeah, there's, there's a bunch of like labs that have all these, you know, embryos, um, you know, just growing. Yeah. These chimeras all over the United States. Um, and that was before uh, the regulatory agencies even knew that, that story right. broke. And it's like, what? So we're doing this stuff way before regulatory agencies or ethics uh, uh, boards can actually. Dude, it's some mad science type shit. And here's the other thing too. If you got private money, the fucking wealth that we have, like you don't think Jeff Bezos just commits whatever, a fucking $10 million a year to a lab just to think of some weird shit that he can sell on Amazon. And he doesn't need that regulated because he's not accepting government money. Yeah. You know, like, so- (laughs) You get government grants and you can bullshit around, but dude, we're fucking like, they just busted out $2 trillion. Think about what a hundred million is of 2 trillion. If like labs are grabbing that and then audit it to figure out what it's actually doing and then seeing it and you don't have a secret Mm -hmm. room somewhere like, oh man, no, that, that shit, there's all sorts of weird shit going on. I can't imagine. Yeah. And I I would say to kind of counteract that, um, Oh God, they got I, to you. They got to you. <laughs> Did I tell you I, I worked at Harp? What's Harp? Oh man, you need to brush up one of your conspiracy theories. Dude, I'm dude, I'm the kind of guy, like if I it would change me. Like I would go straight. Here's another movie reference. Um Mel Gibson, where like you're locking locks within locks of locks. Like you have a lock to get into the kitchen, you have a lock to get into your fridge, you have a lock to get into the milk. You have a lock to get to the cup, you know, and it's just like fucking everything and nothing. And it's like all um, different combination locks that he fucking changes and rotates and he has a schedule, you know, like if I started trying to rationalize this stuff and really like put evidence to it, I I think I, my mind would just fucking explode, man. So sorry. That's why I'm, I know nothing about it. So you said harp. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess to counteract that, um, default assumption that, well, they could be doing anything, um, which I still weigh that. I mean, that's still a valid point, but you have to have that counterpoint to kind of balance things out. Um, that, yeah, you know, in the early, you know, in the, in the 20th century, there was a lot of crazy stuff that the U S government did. Fucking LSD. Jesus. Just LSD, thinking of- the Tuskegee Airmen, yeah. um, Starfish Prime, um, which you know is exploding nukes, high altitude nuclear explosions. 
um, just to see what it did. You right. know, I was like, hey, let's see if we can blow our atmosphere off of the earth. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's real smart. Um, so, so there's all these things that you know happened, <laughs> but now we have we have you know so many rules and um, you know guides and ethics things and boards and um, you know things that need to be checked and balanced in our government we have you know since then we've put a lot of stuff in there so the chances of like an ex like a huge you know conspiracy or uh mass experiment um that that actually is you know uh potentially harmful or sinister it, it is i think a lot less likely nowadays dude um, there's no way elon musk so if you get Elon Musk's ear and you're this crazy ass scientist that thinks, hey man, this is my vision, like spontaneous explosion, Ray, I'm just going to fucking make that happen, Elon. Elon's like, yeah, I think I got 40 million in research and development. I could kick your way. Boom. Like there's no government, that, that's Elon's private company, right? Like that's not a government oversight thing. That's what I'm saying is the, the means to hook up with yeah. like-minded people has never been easier. The means of like personal wealth has never been greater. And man, like you're fucking, you're, you're autonomous. You're, you're not subject to, well, I guess maybe if you have stock, you got to like report some shit, but that's easy enough to fucking just make it an, a line item, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, it, you have, you have, um, geo geographic, uh, locations that are governed by, um, you know, different, regulatory bodies, governments, um, laws and stuff like that. So if, if you do anything, um, that affects the environment or uh, okay. could have an effect on people, uh, you have to go through the regulatory steps to do that. Well, you're and, supposed to, but man. well, you're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously like, yeah, who knows? Like the Chinese geneticists that, that, uh, altered the genes of those two baby girls in China. Um, you know, he Wait, did not. What, what was that? I missed that one. Um, I think it, what he did, uh, it had something to do with HIV, like making them immune to it or something. Oh shit. So he, he gene edited their embryos. They were born. Um, and then then people found out about it after the fact, after he did something and so he uh like did the mother have hi was he altering these embryos while they're in the mom or are these petri dish kids i think they're test tube petri dish yeah jesus and uh, he just wanted to see if he could do it or were they going to be like did they come from a um genes that had hiv like like a mother and a father that had it yeah i think so i i could be wrong but the the, the i guess the premise of it the what i do know for a fact is that there is some type of in vitro, uh, you know, fertilization and gene editing. Um, and then in vitro they, monkey business shenanigans, right. but yeah. And so they did this and then all of the scientific community was like in an outrage. And I, I don't know what repercussions he had, um, there in China, but you know, everyone was kind of pissed about it, but so you can do stuff like that, Jesus. but people will probably find out about it. And, um, you know, there's repercussions, but, um, Man. but to, to balance that out, like I, I, I first learned about harp when I was like, I don't know, 
back living in Baltimore in like 1995 or six or seven or eight, 2000 in there, whatever, you know, in that, that time, time frame. And I listened to, um, this show, I, th- I forgot what it was called, but the host was, her name was Zoe Hieronymus. And it was like this conspiracy <laughs> Jesus, show. That's a great name. Yeah. It was on AM radio. It, it was Zohara is, is, is the actual full name. Zohara Hieronymus was kind of a weird name. God. Um, but you know, and I think I learned about harp there and then I started reading about it on, on the internet and did some research. And so the conspiracy thing was like, it's this, you know, high powered, radio antenna in Gakona, Alaska that can control the weather. It can cause earthquakes and it can control people's minds. Wait, that's a real thing, a real conspiracy out there. That's a real conspiracy theory. Yes. So before that, what does harp actually stand for? Uh, high frequency active auroral research project. Oh shit. And then that's the antenna. That's what the coronavirus came from. Cause if you got 5g, yeah. you get coronavirus. Yeah. They tie all this RF <laughs> stuff into this coronavirus, you know, nano tech, you know, chemtrails conspiracy. Okay. Wow. Harp is tied into the chemtrails conspiracy too. And have but, you driven to this antenna? Have you taken eggs and like thrown it at the antenna? Uh, no. <laughs> No, um, I, I would never do that. It's a, it's a, it's a really cool, uh, scientific instrument. Um, and I, I've been to harp a few times. Um, we're talking about uh, controlling the weather, Jeff. I don't think that, that's a lot of power for one person. I know it is. It's, it's like, uh, you know, three gigawatts or what did, what did, uh, doc Brown say? So like, oh shit! That, yeah, right. That's another great g- gigawatts, right? Yeah, right. Twelve point yeah. eight gigawatts. <laughs> like, what? Uh, yeah. So so yeah, I've been there uh, as a visitor, and then also as an assistant, um, and then also as an experimenter. As an assistant, um, what? Um, assisting in a uh, ionospheric heating campaign where we were doing uh, artificial air glow, um, which is basically uh, creating an aurora. I was about to say, you, you fucking made the aurora borealis. No, wow. not me specifically, <laughs> but I was there and I was, you know, operating social media stuff. And, uh, you know, uh, I, what did I, I, I was operating a uh, mass spectrometer. So you can kind of look at uh, this, the, uh, the color of light that's generated from the heated ionosphere to verify it's, uh, you know, um, what its composition is. I can't remember. This is, I don't know if it was nitrogen or oxygen, but there's, you know, certain, uh, frequency, you know, it's like, I don't know, 506 nanometers or I'm getting all that those facts wrong but it's it's measured in nanometers and <laughs> every have... color has a corresponding you know frequency or wavelength okay and then you can kind of see like a little you know um spike on on the uh the the uh, display you know to tell you what what's actually being generated in the atmosphere so yeah i kind of was hanging out for that and then um the following uh, <clears throat> season I, I performed an experiment that I designed uh, to test a, a thing called the Luxembourg effect. 
Um, and uh, yeah, dude, if I was, didn't know what Harper is, I have no idea what the Luxembourg effect is. <clears throat> yeah, so the whole background, the premise of it is it's a it's a high frequency antenna array, and it's super high powered. Um, it's got uh, I think it's like five um, generators. Uh, I sh- you know, and and it's. Uh, I mean, I'm going to pull up some facts here, so I'm not speaking out of turn. Um, you scientists and your facts. See, man, you just get to go on a podcast. You get to say stupid shit like, hey, Delaware has the highest percentage of models in the U.S. And it's fact. Everyone will believe it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't know any different. But, right. um, but yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a big antenna array. And it, and it uses HF, which is high frequency. So it's about like uh, 2.5 megahertz up to 10 megahertz uh, is the frequency that it'll do. And then since it's an array, um, you can steer the beam so you can change the direction within a certain, you know, range. So you can kind of, you know, aim it, okay. so to speak. And then you can form the beam into different patterns um, and then you can also split the array uh, and, you know, transmit uh, two different frequencies simultaneously. So it's kind of like this Swiss army knife um, and it's an ionospheric research instrument um, and it's used to examine the ionosphere, um, which is a layer of our atmosphere that's out of the very edge. And what were you um, trying to do with it? Like, what was your experiment on the Luxembourg effect? Okay, so the the Luxembourg effect um, was originally uh, uh, discovered, I think it was in 1925 in Europe. So there's Radio Luxembourg, and then there was some other radio station nearby. But it, it, it was Radio Luxembourg, you know, um, broadcast on, like, say, uh, you know, a certain frequency. And then this other radio station, the one in this other town had a totally different frequency. So you, you never get mixing of radio frequencies. It's the superposition theory kind of thing. Right. Okay. Uh, right. So you're, you're separated by wavelength, right? Right. Yeah. So you, unless you had something wrong with your radio, like where it was picking up more than one frequency at the same time, that's a possibility, but they've ruled that out. They said, well, we're tuned to this frequency, but why are we hearing Radio Luxembourg over this? So it was like a, you know, you, you would imagine like you hear, like you're listening to your talk radio show and right. then all of a sudden you hear some fade in of like music in the background. You're like what I, you know, is my radio broke? Yeah. You check it. It's not broke. So somehow they figured out that these two radio stations were mixing somehow outside of the radios that they were receiving on and they determined that it was happening in the ionosphere. And so it's called cross modulation. So it, it's where you have two separate carrier frequencies, but they're modulating on top of that, that, that modulation gets mixed in the ionosphere. So it's kind of like a mixer. Yeah. Right. So but why, why do people care about this? <laughs> We just want to understand how it affects radio communications. Uh, okay. Uh, and uh, we want to understand the, the, the function, uh, you know, the, 
the very basic fundamental principles and the function of our ionosphere because it's plasma basically and ions that interact in that and it, and it has implications for radio communications um you know terrestrial radio communications as well as satellite oh. communications um and uh you know uh if 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 the uh north koreans you know explode a nuke an emp in our in our ionosphere we have a bunch of of activity there and it can black out communications Got so you. so there's a there's all these things that you know tie into just fundamental research huh. in in how things work so that's kind of what harp was um you know meant to do is to study the ionosphere uh study radio propagation um and then initially when it first started it was a project i think with uh naval research lab the nrl um to uh increase uh communication to submarines so they can create um vlf waves with harp and basically communicate with uh navy subs um, more efficiently so so working there um reinforces your conspiracy theory or it makes you think everything's on board or above board where like man nah it's pretty Yeah. yeah Yeah. So of course I, you I, would say that you're one of them, yeah, Jeff. Right. Well, the more you learn about the, the physics and yeah, I don't understand a lot of it. There's people way smarter than me, like plasma physicists and, uh, you know, electronics engineers and RF engineers that know way more than I do, but talking to them and learning and being able to absorb some knowledge and understanding of how these things work. When you get that introduction, and you understand some basic physics principles and, uh, you know, uh, things like that, you, you realize, well, there's, there's no way you can control someone's brain with this. Like there's no way. Gotcha. Excuse me. Or there's, yeah, maybe there's some way they could do some interesting things, but, uh, a lot of it, has been shrouded in secrecy because it had to do with defense. Yeah. I was going to say to me, it sounds all fucking like, like basically you're, you know, our walkie talkie signal. Why the fuck are we going to let you know how we figure out walkie talkie signals, right? Like we can spy on you and maybe we don't want you to know that because we can figure out how to latch onto your wave, you know, like that's, that that is pretty sensible. Yeah, it is, you know, and, and then, um, you know, the, the more you, you're around these people that work there, you, they're just normal people. And I, I mean, they're scientists. They're you know, actors, Jeff. All over the they're, world. Actors, they're actors. Okay. <laughs> actors and liars. Uh, <laughs> Dude, could you imagine uh, if you actually had to go through life thinking like some people do fucking like something's up with their head, man, where they actually think that they'll meet people and they'll be like, so they sent you, right? So you're one of yeah, them. Right. And like, that's yeah. their, yeah. their fucking reality, man. God, how terrible would that be? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, I think, um, part of it is people have imbalances. Some of them varying degrees, uh, to the worst degree, I would say is probably schizophrenia. Right. Um, and, uh, then there's just people that are gullible that just want to believe some story. Like they heard this insider scoop and they know the truth and they need to tell you because they're, you know, they're in, you know, they have the in, you know, you know, they're, it's, 
it just makes them feel like they understand things. Um, but I have seen firsthand the, the, the hand behind the curtain. So, so to speak in, in the, in the harp facility, so to speak, uh, just like the regular people, they're scientists, they're studying the Aurora Borealis, they're studying radio, uh, propagation in the ionosphere. Um, you know, they're, they're doing basic scientific research that's not hurting anyone and it's not a sinister plot. And then I've also, um, during that campaign that I, I had my, my audio playing, I actually uh, did some artistic stuff on there. I played guitar as well because I had some free time. Um, so I threw that in on top of the experiment and I played the star spangled banner, like Jimi Hendrix style. Um, a and lot just, of the ham and, radio guys and shortwave people, uh, ladies and gentlemen that li- listen to shortwave radio across the globe, heard some of that and they really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, that's a whole nother fucking tribe that like I, I've met one or two of those ham radio people and uh-huh. they blew me out of the fucking intellectual water. Like the shit that they just understood and, and would like talk about like it was common, like common knowledge. I'm like, dude, I got lost as soon as you fucking turned one knob. <laughs> And like changed your RF frequency to 3.6. And you're telling me why that fucking matter. I'm like, man, they're an interesting group onto themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in that group. So uh, so there, there you go. It's out in the open. And so, uh, yeah, I did that, that, uh, music along with some of my, um, experiment, you know, tones and stuff like that. I was basically testing like frequency response in the, uh, um, uh, cross modulation uh-huh. in, in with in regards to the Luxembourg effect, like how does audio mix? Like if you have a high frequency on one station and a low frequency audio frequency, right? How how does that mix with cross modulation? Is there any difference in amplitude if it's higher or lower? Uh, so inconclusive, I have all the data, just like a traditional scientist. I, I, like that, and I don't do anything with it. And I sit on Fucking it for years. Took all of our tax dollars and what yes. happened? It's on I a don't shelf know. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a project for one of these rainy days. Um, and, and so anyway, I did my experiment and I went home to, uh, to a family, uh, my family that lives there close by in Kokona. Uh, and I was listening to this radio show. It was, uh, I can't for the, for the life of me, can't remember the name, but it was some guy with a deep voice and he's got, uh, it was like conspiracy zone or danger zone or something like that. Um, anyway, I was listening to his live radio show and he was like covering the harp campaign Oh, and he was playing these sound effects that he made up over his radio program claiming that listen this is what they're doing they're oh. they're uh, doing mind control experiments at harp right now here we're going to tune in oh, and he plays fucker. these weird tones and and i'm like dude seriously yeah i know what is playing at harp right now it's like literally either my stuff or it's a blank carrier wave which has no audio frequency whatsoever did you call in no oh come on man no, why not? What stopped you from calling in? I was just tired and I had to get up early <laughs> the next day. And I just Man. had my, my ear, air pod or something in, or my, 
you know, headphones in and it was just kind of like laying Dude, down, kind of sleeping. That was, I used your, to fu- that was your chance to set them free, Jeff. That was uh, your chance to liberate an entire collection of yeah. people. Yeah. But instead so, they're still trapped. Yeah. So I've seen the hand behind the conspiracy curtain as well. All right. You know, so, well, here's what I'm really wondering if you're up there and now you're communicating into the ionosphere. Um, do we have aliens? Oh man, um, that I have no idea. Come on, you got to lean one way or the other, man. Are, are they fucking out there floating around looking for us, trying to communicate with us, or nah? We're the only uh, what do you want to say? Only life form. Human Earth is the only uh, planet with man. life. Yeah, I, 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 I would, I have no idea, man. I mean, the Tic Tac, you know, um, if you've been following that, the Tic Tac, uh, no. No, you. Oh man. <laughs> um, there was a guest on Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, it's just if you Google Tic Tac UFO, okay. Um, it was uh, what is it? The USS Nimitz. Um, there was a couple uh, F eighteen pilots um, that were out doing some exercises, and they they encountered this Tic Tac like object that um, defied all uh all of their you know knowledge of physics and aerodynamics but it's a it's a real i mean it's legit i mean it's documented and uh so you can read about it but so there is some stuff going out there they don't you know we're moving away from the uh ufo terminology and and i you know moving towards some you know uh i guess uh, planetary terminology, planetary neutral, just like we're trying yeah. to move away from like, uh, you know, yeah. go more gender neutral. Don't call everybody yeah. like ladies and gentlemen or men or whatever. Like, dude, right. you're trying yeah. to be more respectful of what well, they want to be. It, it's more concise. So unidentified aerial phenomenon, uh, UAP because UFO, you know, everyone thinks little green men. Right. Um, but so we don't know if it's, if it's, uh, if it's humans, you know, another country right. has some advanced technology or maybe it's ours. Um, or if it's an alien, we just don't know, yeah, but it's, it's real. You don't, you don't like, you don't lean some way. You have to lean doing some, I've been listening to you talk for like two hours, man. You think about shit like you're in, you lean a certain way. You just don't want to admit it. There's no judgment, well, no judgment here, Jeff. Well, I guess I would try to find the words to, to accurately kind of portray my, my thought process. And sometimes that takes a little bit because I don't always tell people. So I have to think about how do I really want to put it out there. But gotcha. I, I, I would say, yes, the possibility of alien life. Um, I mean, if you just look at the Drake equation, um, that's a famous equation that kind of predicts the probability of alien life. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, given the scale of of our known universe. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's just what it, we know, man. Like we've only yeah. gone so far, like who's right. found the end, right? Who's found the end of the earth. There is no end of the earth, man. The bitch is a circle. Like <laughs> there's, so uh, like, where's the end of the, where's the end of space? Where's no space, right? The black hole. Well, what happens in the black hole, right? Anything in there? Yeah. Poke your head in there. Find out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've, I don't know if they're the little green people like people talk about, but it's fucking gotta be something else. Right. I mean, it just has yeah. to be. Yeah, I, I would think so. And I would even, you know, I kind of lean towards the fact that, well, if we haven't found anything, either they're hiding 
or they're actually not there in in our dimension so like if we were like the only you know life form within our universe but there's higher dimensionality to reality that maybe a different version of our reality is where these other people exist yeah you know and and they're then you get into all kinds of crazy stuff like you know space time and multiverse and you know uh things like that so i don't know who knows i mean it's not affecting me right now but i keep an open mind yeah well dude like and i i can't remember what it is but i thought they just discovered some sort of new species of blank like two three months ago on, on earth on earth right like a, a new fucking fish somewhere at the bottom or a new like marsupial out in the jungle you know and it's oh, yeah. you're constantly discovering new shit on earth that we've been scouring for ever imagine yeah. space right like the things you could find out there um if you could actually like have the resources to look wherever you wanted to look like we still don't have the resources to just roam around wherever it is we want to go for how long we want to go <laughs> you know yeah it's uh we gotta get that helium three off the moon. God, I got. I'm completely fine in that movie, Iron Sky Tonight, man. It's gonna be a fucking pizza, wine, and Iron Sky night for me. That's how. That's my Friday. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Um, I completely did not. And this has happened. I think you're the. You actually, if I post them in order, man, you will be the twentieth pod. Yeah, Dolly seventeen, Hannah eighteen. Andre 90. Yeah. You would be the 20th. And I'm always amazed how just fucking cold calling someone you don't know, like two hours, man, been at this for two hours. Um, and I, it really doesn't feel like two hours. It's, yeah. Uh, it, it's interesting to it's, me. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, but I'm going to limit it there just cause I have to, I have some time constraints on my end. I didn't think it would go too, man, to be honest with you. Damn. Oh, cool. Um, so Jeff, thank you so much for coming on and opening up. Um, yeah. thanks for giving us the knowledge. I had no fucking, and I didn't do sometimes on like Instagram, I'll do like a little Insta Insta stalk or whatever, where like you click on people's profiles and you get a vibe of like what they are or what they do, what they post. Uh, yeah. I literally didn't do that with you. I think it was, um, it was a Naval comment, right. That I had seen you comment oh, on. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just shot you a message. I didn't even click on your profile or anything. Um, had no idea fucking Bridgeville, Delaware, 20 miles away from me at one point in your life to fucking Alaska, to super science geek, to mu- musician. It's fucking amazing, man. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like, you know, you just kind of scraped the surface there. So yeah, I uh, bet. <laughs> if, I mean, I could talk about endless, you know, useless knowledge for hours. So anytime, dude. Oh yeah. Awesome. No doubt. I, um, I'll appreciate that. I'll hit you up with it. Um, and actually, man, I'd be interested if you find that CD, man, like post that bitch somewhere so you can fucking hear some, there's no lyrics to it, huh? It's just instrumental stuff. Or did your boys get on there and like freestyle kick some rap? Uh, no, I don't have any of those recordings, but, uh, actually if you go on Spotify, um, and go to static if you type in static s-t-a-t-i-k and empire of the sun um it's uh i got a picture of my my son there with his uh skis and a sunset it's kind of like a blue and and fiery sunset blue snow fire sunset gotcha. and uh I, I did an ep version of the original album that i did uh with a couple newer things from 2005 but there's okay. a little sample of, of it, you know, um, 
it's it is what it is it's not my best work like <laughs> musically or mixing but it was an exercise in right. um willpower where i was like you know i i really just want to stream some music and see what it's like right and see if i can earn any money see if there's any interest in it and just do it to say i did it yeah right and then maybe maybe it'll be easier the second time and i'll do something better 100%. so i put that up there about a year and a half ago and uh, i've made two dollars oh no wow it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> so it's, does that come in one check or are they just depositing like five cents like a penny a month in like direct deposit or they, do you have a it picture just builds up in your account and then you oh, okay can, draw whenever i'm just gonna wait until it's like gotcha. i don't know ten dollars or something goals in, a, in another five years and then go to that russian bakery or is that when you like break the carnivore diet and you spend it on like a tofu pop like what would you spend uh, the 10 bucks on i know god that would be nasty right a tofu pop 10 bucks i don't know i'd probably buy some beer nice yeah that yeah. was something i didn't ask you i want to what when you're just getting smashed drinking every day because you know, that's what you do in Alaska to stay warm. Is it a vodka place? Are you pounding like IPAs, Miller Lights? What's the... Oh, uh, man. Uh, yeah, anything you want, man. I, I'm not like a like a light beer kind of, you know, bush or, right. you know, kind of Coors guy or Budweiser. I don't really like that. Um, I, I like microbrew stuff, gotcha. craft beer. So like, you know... Uh, Deschutes, if you're going to get go to the grocery store, Deschutes is kind of my go-to. Um, I do like some uh, German beer, uh, uh, Schneiderweisse. They have a really great Hefeweizen, um, and it has, you know, I, I like having the, the yeast, the sediment, you know, get a cloudy beer unfiltered. Right. Um, good wheat beer. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then Fairbanks has some distilleries, uh and I would go to a few of those, you know, and get gin, you know, vodka, rum. Gotcha. Um, so equal opportunity. Equal, equal opportunity. opportunity. Shipper. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, now I can rest easy now that I know that you're not um, yeah. a drinkist, that you're open to any drinks. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I am generally. And I won't complain if, if I'm over a buddy's house and they all they have is, you know. Oh, those are some people that just fucking annoy the, me. Like if you're the, that pretentious, no doubt, right? Like you even yeah. like you just take it, man. You don't even fucking say anything. Yeah, just no, take it. Rude. Don't 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 make a face. Don't be like, it's, well, do you have? Yeah. No, just yeah. it, it, no. It's, it's be free beer. Come on, man. No doubt. Yeah. Fucking have the beer. Have the conversation. Enjoy life. Don't don't let it ruin your day. Yeah, yeah. So I I and actually with the carnivore diet now, I've tested stuff and whiskey. Oh, that's the other thing. I stopped snoring since I've been oh, on no. this carnivore diet. Huh. Yeah. And, uh, that I, I had some, uh, whiskey a few nights in a row. And when I, I, I drank that, I bloated a little bit Yeah. My, and I was snoring at night. Huh. And when I stopped bloating went away, snoring went away. Right. So very interesting. So I I've limited my alcohol. You know, I, I, I like to do it on special occasions. Like if I'm out with friends or celebrating right. or traveling for something, but yeah, generally I'm, I'm avoiding alcohol on a daily basis. Yeah. That's something I've always wondered about myself. Cause I, I, I run, I work out, but I'm not fucking like cut up. I'm not IG six pack model guy, you know, that's anything like that. But I often wonder, man, if I just gave up drinking, could I be like how fucking like what impact 
is this really having on your body as far from a like just physical standpoint? Cause you, you, you don't yeah. even know, you know, like you don't, you've not, I've never gone dry for like months at a time. Oh yeah. You know, like yeah. I, you can't imagine what you would, the difference would be. It, it's, it's significant. Um, you know, if you ever had any body aches, joint pain, just weird kind of discomfort in your body, yeah. a lot of that can be attributed to alcohol. Um, say you drink in the evening, right? And then you go to bed, mm-hmm. uh, probably like four hours, five hours into sleeping, your body will metabolize that alcohol and then your your blood sugar will spike. Oh, that's your why you heart- wake up. What's that? Is that why you wake up? You do like the crash yeah. and then you wake up after four or five hours. You're like, fuck man, it's three 30 in the morning. What the yeah. hell am I doing? Yep. Your heart rate goes up, your blood sugar goes up and, uh, yeah. And you wake up. So yeah, it definitely has a toll on your body. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just fucking feels so good though. Damn. You know, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Doritos. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Yeah. There I was trying to, um, end it. What was that? Six, seven minutes ago. See, that's how easy yep. this is, right? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, that's how easy it is to go down the hole when you talk to someone who just knows shit. And, um, dude, I was, I'm super happy that, uh, I got up with you, Jeff. Um, I definitely, uh, I try to do the whole getting to know you pod being like different strangers, but I guess if I keep it up, it'll definitely be some point of like coming back on and like share some more of you, you know, like yeah, well, getting to I, know more of you would be like the yeah. slogan or whatever. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah no, I, I appreciate it. Um, it was fun. So I, I liked your podcast. It sounded like a pretty reasonable, you know, program and interesting. Um, and yeah, I, I wish you good luck on it and uh, keep it up, man. I mean, you'll you'll uh, fall into the zone. You'll figure out, figure out your process and streamline things. And yeah. Just get better. I mean, just go back and look at Joe Rogan's first podcast. Right. I, I bet. Mean, I it's haven't. Like, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Well, dude. So, like I said, you're 20. The um one I'm getting ready um to post Dali, who is a fucking in Spain, and he opened up a circus school in Spain, dude. He was from Uruguay, and he Whoa. went went over to Barcelona, was homeless, learned how to like make clothes, and just fucking be like a street hustler, mine type shit. That's and, awesome. Yeah. Like you fucking just come across people like that. But the process used to take me so much longer as far as like putting things up and trying to like edit and whatnot. Um, and I don't know. I don't know like how quality it is compared to someone who knows what the fuck they're doing. Like I've never, I don't know. I've, I've never done anything other than what I'm doing now. Like never tried it before. But okay. yeah, it's it really the issue is just trying to find and organize, find guests and organize the time to uh, to talk to them, especially with time zones. That's the biggest and, challenge right now. Yeah. And I can't imagine if uh, I'm a teacher. So if I go back to work, you know, seven to three Eastern in my time and then doing extra things, then you have your um, whatever out of work obligations, like having the time to sit here and talk to someone for over two hours. Um, and you're trying to do that three to four times a week. Uh, it would be hefty, you know, uh, yeah. time wise. So I'm, I'm interested to see what the impact of a Corona free or a um, limiting of the quarantine will do uh, yeah. to it. But yeah, man, no, yeah. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have gone down that awesome. hole either. Yeah. So well, you could, you could edit that out. No, I, that's part of it too. I just, I, I, I don't want to get into the editing aspect cause I don't want people uh, to ever feel like I'm trying to misrepresent them in any way. If that oh, makes sense. Cause yeah, if I'm asking yeah. a stranger to open up and I'm a fucking slice and try to grab uh, stuff yeah. and put it, I feel like that's pretty fucked up. I feel like it is what it is. If it's too long, just fucking stop listening at some point. 
And if people want to, you know, have it in the background and while they're doing shit, um, hopefully, you know, it's worth having in the background. Yeah, no, that that's cool, man. Yeah. Stick to your guns on that. I'm sure when you kind of get your, uh, feet into this a little more, you, you kind of like maybe come up with some different ways of, you know, uh, dealing with that, you know? Right. So, yeah, yeah. I'll be listening to your podcast and, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing seeing you kind of like go out on this endeavor. It's it's pretty cool, man. Yeah, I, it's amazes me the Spotify downloads where like you got people in France listening, you know, Spain, Canada, Dude. Russia. Like it's amazing how shit India just like gets out there, and you're like, why? Like, why did someone in California <laughs> listen to this? What the fuck happened? You know? Yeah, it's um, it's cool. The internet is amazing. It can be. Yeah. All and, right, man. Well, I won't take up any more of your time. Yeah, no, I'm just yeah. like you kind of that outward, like think aloud kind of a guy, um, which is, in, it's always nice to get two people like that together and just fucking think about shit as it's coming up. You know, I really do like it. So yeah, man, yeah. thank you. Thank you so much for your time. It was really great getting to know Absolutely. you, Jeff. And um, hopefully in the future, we'll get to know more of you. All right, Sean. Yeah, it was a pleasure. We'll talk to you soon. And yeah, man. Thanks. All right, bye. I'd like to thank Jeff for his time, knowledge, conspiracy theories, and seriously, satirical movie recommendation. Iron Sky, people. Check that shit out. It's dope. Thanks to Yo Mama for getting up off her back and sponsoring today's pod. Um, it was nice of her to take some time out of her day to stop infecting more people than the coronavirus has and uh, being our sponsor. Please follow, friend, listen, subscribe to the Getting to Know You pod. Bye.